It happens to most moms and moms-to-be, little bouts of forgetfulness that cloud our brains. We call it pregnancy brain or momnesia. It starts in pregnancy and continues even after you've given birth. So is pregnancy brain real? What's happening within the body to make us feel this way? And what are five great tips to help us overcome this obstacle and stay sharp-minded? I'm Dr. Jennifer Shear, a clinical psychologist specializing in women's issues, and this is Preggy Pals. Um, is that a plus sign? Pink or blue? Hospital or home birth? What type of food should I be eating? I think I just peed myself. I'm pregnant, and I have to exercise. What pregnancy glow? Wait, was that a contraction? (laughs) Gotta make these pants fit. I've got kinkles. What do you mean there's more than one? You've got the symptoms, and now you've got the support you need for a happy nine months. This is Preggy Pals, your pregnancy, your way. Welcome to Preggy Pals, broadcasting from the Birth Education Center of San Diego. Preggy Pals is your weekly online, on-the-go support group for expecting parents and those hoping to become pregnant. I'm your host, Sunny Galt. Have you joined our Preggy Pals Club? Our members get all of our archived episodes, bonus content after each new show, plus special giveaways and discounts. You'll also receive a free subscription to Pregnancy Magazine. Visit our website, preggypals.com, for more information. And we have less than two weeks until the Your Natural Baby Fair here in San Diego. We are broadcasting live from this event. So if you don't live in the area, you can watch it online. But if you do live in Southern California, you can purchase your tickets online at yournaturalbabyfair.com. Use our promo code MOMMEDIA for 15% off. So I am joined by a couple other mamas here in the studio. Let's go around and introduce ourselves. You guys know me. I'm Sunny. I am 35 years old. I'm really impressed that I actually just remembered my age. Um, And uh, obviously, I produce the show. I've got two little boys at home. Um, Sayer, who is two and a half years old, more like three, coming up on three, not not too long from now. And I also have an 11 month at home as well. Both boys. Go ahead, Wendy. My name is Wendy Garrido. I'm 30 years old, and I work with women to help them prepare emotionally and spiritually for pregnancy, childbirth, and parenting. I have my own 11-month-old baby girl named Shanti. She was born at home, which was a beautiful, sweet home birth. Oh, I like that. Followed by a emergency trip to the hospital oh. for a retained placenta. Did it did it ruin the moment, or was everything still good? Uh, it was. It kind of set us off by 24 hours. 24 hours later, we came home and picked up where I thought we would be oh. the day before. Yeah. So, but you had a good. You know, at least the the first part, the actual delivering of the baby, was a good experience. Yeah. And and she had the peaceful experience, yeah, like that you the, wanted. The trip to the hospital was all mine, so right, right. that was okay. Okay. And our expert is Jennifer Shear. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Tell us about your little your little ones at home. I have two boys, seven years old and two years old. Ah, nice. Okay, mm-hmm. so we're in the boys' club, and then Wendy's <laughs> in the girls' club. Yeah. Okay. Okay, before we start today's episode, Amy Saloner is joining us here in the studio. Amy is the co-founder of The Natural Baby Pro. She's also the director of the Your Natural Baby Fair, which is coming up here in San Diego at the end of the month. It's creeping up here really fast, isn't it, Amy? It's coming pretty quickly. <laughs> well, so we're really excited about this event. We have been involved for the last few years. And this year, New Mommy Media, which is the parent company of Preggy Pals, we have a booth at the fair. But in addition to that, we know many of our 
listeners aren't located here in San Diego. We know you want to come to the fair, but you just don't have the opportunity. So we're helping you out. We're going to be broadcasting live from the fair, and we're going to be talking to so many of the great speakers and the presenters um, that you would have a chance to listen to if you were actually at the fair. So it's a, a really great opportunity. We're super excited about it. But for Amy, people that are listening, um, maybe they've never heard of the Your Natural Baby Fair before. I know you started this. So tell us a little bit about what the fair is and why you started it. Sunny, this was just a culmination of experience and conversations with many women who I met along the way in my journey as a parent who really would say to me often like, oh man, I just wish I knew that before I had my child or I wish I knew that. And I just kept thinking, well, why not? Like, why wasn't there a place for people to go to find um, the, the support, the the education and so it was really just a vision of mine to bring together many practitioners of all different kinds uh, who have wonderful things to share about supporting families from fertility uh, pregnancy birth and baby care and bringing them all together in a really fun and dynamic way and the fair was born it was really just a way to have um, really prominent speakers last year we had Ina Mae Gaskin I remember and yeah. this year we're excited to have Dr. Sears uh, the author of the vaccine book and right. many others actually uh, coming to speak and um, just many, many speakers all day long, demonstrations on things like baby wearing and baby sign language and cloth diapering, um, tummy time. Right. So it, booths of all kinds of products and services. And it's not your usual, you know, trade show kind of fair. With it, There's really more about the support, uh, okay. the practitioners and the resources that really make life easier for families in their journey. Well, let's talk about the beneficiary because Mm -hmm. each time you do the fair, there is a beneficiary. And this year, it's really important. We're getting the word out about vitamin D and the deficiency that so many women have. So tell us a little bit more about that. Right. So Grassroots Health has a project called Protect Our Children Now. And it's really a study uh, and an educational platform to really educate about um, what's happening for our, our moms and babies when we are deficient in vitamin D and to really um, drive home the point that the more that we understand what our vitamin D levels are and the more that we um, take control of our of our um, of our bodies in that way and and our health um, then we actually will bring forth easier labor um, safer labors and uh, healthier babies along the way. And this ties into the online auction, right? It does. So uh, because we because natural baby pros is Uh, a global entity. We don't want to leave anybody out. So we have taken our auction live virtually. So you can find the link for the auction itself right on the yournaturalbabyfair.com homepage. Uh, There's a button there that says join us in supporting grassroots health. And right from there, it takes you to the auction page and you can peruse all the fabulous auctions that are there and learn a little bit more actually about grassroots health and the Protect Our Children Now campaign. So if you are local to San Diego or you're going to be in the area. We have a special promo code to give out to all of our listeners, and that is MOM Media, M O M 
M-E-D-I-A. And that is for 15% off if you purchase your tickets online through yournaturalbabyfair.com. So be sure to go and get your tickets right away. You certainly wouldn't want to miss the opportunity to be at this event. Of course, that is if you're local. If you're not local, please check out yournaturalbabyfair.com on April 27th, the day of the fair. We're going to start broadcasting at 8.30 in the morning. We'll be broadcasting all day long up until 4 p.m. And like I said, you'll be able to see so many of the great things that are happening at the fair. Not quite like being at the fair, but again, if you're not in the area, it's the next best thing. And we're so happy to bring it to you. Amy, thank you so much for being here in the studio with us today. And thank you for putting on this fair and for helping families just like us. Thank you. Today on Preggy Pals, we're talking about pregnancy brain. Are we really more forgetful when we're pregnant? And is there anything happening medically to support that? Or really, are we just going crazy? Psychologist Jennifer Shear is a regular expert on our show. She is here to help us make sense of the issue. Welcome back, Jennifer. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what is pregnancy brain? We, we say pregnancy brain, momnesia. Are there other terms, Wendy, that you've heard about? That covers it. Well, brain, Mommy brain. Brain fog. Mine was brain really fog. foggy. Okay, yeah, so all these terms. We're talking about the same thing here. Yes. Uh, Jennifer, what is it? Well, (laughs) it's the experience of um, feeling like cognitively you're not as sharp. Um, lots of short-term memory lapses and forgetfulness. What prompts it? Do we know what's happening within the body? Could there be multiple things? Um, yes. Okay. I definitely a combination. Okay. One for sure. We, I mean, we all know can't underestimate the surge of hormones um, during pregnancy. Fifteen to forty times more estrogen and progesterone in the brain. Um, that is clearly <laughs> playing <laughs> havoc with mode. us. Yeah, we we actually just a side note. We actually just uh, released an episode about pregnancy hormones. So ah, as we're talking about this, ladies, great. if something kind of strikes a chord, you want to know more about these hormones. A couple episodes ago. So go ahead. Continue. Okay. So we've got the surging hormones with the combination of sleep deprivation, okay, um, and stress that goes along with it. But but I think a huge huge piece um, that we have to give more attention to is the the shifting of priorities. So um, memory is so much based on what we're focusing our attention on. And during pregnancy, a woman's mind is absorbed and preoccupied with this changing role. So it's you know a lot of times there's not necessarily that um, your your cognition is not as good as before, but you are um, focusing it on different concerns. Okay, so case in point, <laughs> my <laughs> husband calls me from work and says, because I work from home, and he says, hey, let's make pizza tonight. Can you get the dough out of the refrigerator and, you know, kind of get it ready so, you know, we can cook it when we get home? But it's got to get out of the refrigerator. It's got to rise. <laughs> it's got to do all the stuff. Sure, honey. So I hang up the phone, and um, if I don't do it right then, and this has happened, I, I, I meant to do it in a couple minutes, and then my kid calls me away, and this happens, and that happens, um, and suddenly my husband's home and wondering why the dough is still in the refrigerator. So I, I can't remember stuff like that, but you ask me, like, any song from Sesame Street, <laughs> boom, mm-hmm. I am on it. So I guess my frustration is that, you know, I'm not remembering the things I want to remember, it's like, I know there's stuff up in my brain, you know, and I don't necessarily think my brain has shrunk. I know, you know, if you Google mm-hmm. this online, people are like, oh, shrinking brain and all this kind of stuff. Um, so I, I don't really buy into that whole thing. But there's there's a lot more information that I'm having to yes. reach for and filter through, I guess. Absolutely. But 
you are absorbed in issues related to mothering and caretaking and and children yeah so <laughs> so there's like a tape running 24 7 even when you're sleeping about these issues Mm -hmm. so there's just not as much room to (laughs) recall or access you know the dough in the refrigerator it's just not as important there is research that shows that um, the brain slightly and temporarily shrinks towards the end of pregnancy Um, but the research strongly shows that a few months after giving birth the brain grows and so there the areas of the brain where you see increased activity are the areas that relate to um, the, the specific skill sets we need for caretaking. Mm. Um, so, for example, um, the prefrontal cortex, the hypothalamus, the amygdala, those are the three main areas that are positively impacted by giving birth. And those are the areas that um, are involved in motivation. So, say, the motivation to get up and be driven 15 times a night to take care of the baby. Mm. Um, reward behavior and emotional regulation. We then we then feel good every time we do engage in these behaviors. We feel happy. We feel empowered and good about ourselves. Um, and then specifically, um, time management, um, foresight, and planning. So these are you know things we need in terms of anticipating child's needs, mm-hmm. creatively finding new ways constantly to meet them. Um, and doing it in a timely manner, all the efficiency and planning. And I do believe there's research that shows that women who have given birth mm-hmm. um, and have children, that their learning and memory increases. So it the brain shrinks towards the end of pregnancy, mm-hmm. and then it gets bigger. But does it get bigger than what it started from? It goes back to the size it was. Okay. However, the the thought about it is that it's um, when it shrinks temporarily and not significantly – um, it's doing that in order to prime itself to reshape. So when it reshapes, there's certain areas that have expanded, but the brain overall, is it about the same uh, you're, you're talking the difference between structure or the neuron connectivity. Oh, okay. So there's a whole bunch of I things. But, but in terms of the mom stuff, I think what's most relevant is just to know... Um, well, actually, it goes it goes in two directions. We know about plasticity and that, you know, our brains were always creating new connections from our direct experience and repeated experience about certain activities okay. that we really focus on. And so that's one. So you can have moms or even dads or parents who haven't given birth who are caretaking. And if they are engaging in these behaviors consistently and with focused attention, you know, um, likely they're going to you're going to start seeing those areas of their brain um, have increased activity as well. Hmm. You know, so people who have mastered certain, you know, domains or skills, you can see that. You see that happening, you know, all through life. Um, But the other thing is that there is the research that shows that the process of giving birth from, you know, the inside um, does show larger areas of activity in those parts of the brain. Interesting. Okay. It makes sense to me that my brain is in a whole different mode Having just had one baby, it was kind of like before one baby and after one baby. Mm-hmm. I don't have multiple kids yet, but I would never even thought of going three or six or nine months without getting a complete uninterrupted uninter- night of sleep and being okay. <laughs> I mean, right. something has to go on in our brain to, um, to make that possible. And then when you mentioned dads, I realized my husband had sort of his own version of pregnancy brain, which was actually sleep deprivation, I think. But we really noticed in about three months, I'd say, that 
normally he knows. Like, if he gave me the keys, he remembers giving me the keys. And he would just forget things. And then he would not be able, like, he'd be on his phone and he couldn't switch gears to hear me. I would have to, like, say his name ten times and practically, like, hit him to get him to pay attention. And I was getting really upset about it. And then I realized he might not have the stuff going on in his brain to make it as easy for him to be sleepless for three months as oh, it right. was that's for me. Right. Yeah. And then we talk about the hormones like the um, oxytocin. You know, I mean, that's a natural, you know, a natural chemical that is is helping us. Right. You know, and that's what helps us, um, you know, mirror the infant's um, facial expressions and really enhances our empathy. So when we talk about, you know, moms, we have this instinctual fierce reaction to our own baby's cries and dads don't quite get it. So like <laughs> the mom's like, did you hear that? That's a Cry, do something. Wait, you you've know? been in my house. Oh. <laughs> okay, you know, makes I mean, sense now. We're in we're in different bodies. Yeah. But again, going back to experience, if you have a dad who is tuned in and repeats these behaviors with attention and um and you know foresight and all that, you know, likely you're going to start getting you know more responses that are more similar. Mm, okay. But again, we've we've got a head start. Yeah, <laughs> we do. That's true. I wish we could like somehow compartmentalize our brains like we do on our computer and be like, okay, folder for this, folder for that, draw from this first, draw from mm-hmm. this. Se- Sesame Street, not a priority. <laughs> I mean, I, I wish we could somehow do that. Wendy, what's your experience with this here? Well, I liked what Jennifer said about the change in priorities because for me, it happened when I was nine months pregnant and suddenly I woke up and I could not get brain. brain to function. At the time, I was helping a guy edit and write his book, and it really required this meta-level thinking to be able to track and put things in order and put together, and I would sit down and I just literally couldn't do it. And now that I have some context on it, I think there's this tendency to want to like push through and say, well, we should be able to do the same things that we can do even though we're pregnant. But it was somehow giving myself permission to sort of take it easy those last two weeks before I gave birth just it was needed and it wouldn't have I probably wouldn't have done it otherwise if I hadn't felt like I got knocked over the head and into this foggy mist where I couldn't do anything otherwise. Now do you know I know that was when you were pregnant so have you noticed a change since your baby being born? I mean it was really just that temporary phase I think for me. It hasn't um, oh, wait till there's more. Maybe. <laughs> well, no, honestly, I even had it with one. I had it with one, too. So I don't know what's impacting us, you know, throughout pregnancy, but I feel like it, it rears its ugly head again, you know, with, with the more kids you pile on your plate. Um, so for people that are listening to this that maybe haven't experienced this yet, maybe they're early in their pregnancies, um, what does pregnancy brain feel like? What did it feel like for you, Jennifer? Hmm. It felt like a thought. I'd have a thought, and it would disintegrate midair. <laughs> so, you know, from the time I would have the idea to the time I would step up, take, you know, three feet forward to execute it, mm-hmm. it was gone. <laughs> what about you, Wendy? What did it feel like? I, I felt powerless. Like, yeah. I wanted to be able to do, just to do the things that I normally do. And I, I don't even know that it was, it wasn't that my... Br- 
sentences were cut off partway through, but it was like I couldn't even get my brain to shift into a gear. It was, I mean, like it was stuck <laughs> in first gear and I wanted to be in fifth gear going 50 miles an hour and yeah. it just wouldn't go. Well, and so many times as especially new parents, we need to be going 50 miles an hour, if not faster, to be able to keep up with what's happening in our life. And it is frustrating. I know, you know, for me, every day I've got a list of stuff that I want to get done. And so many times I find myself doing that whole thing where I walk into a room and I'm like, what? What was I doing? What was I doing? here you know just countless times of of starting something and then just being like I know this was important why was this important and trying to retrace my steps I find myself wasting a lot of time you know when I was going through it and I was just needing something to help me out we came across sunflower lecithin and I guess that has choline in it that some I started taking it and it totally cleared it up for me really yeah it was quickly how quickly did that really fast like the same day Really? Yeah. And I'm, I, I, there's obviously kind of different variations of this, and yeah. I'm only speaking from my sure. own experience. I sure. have, but it was dramatically different. Yeah. There's also, there, there's value and merit to this pregnancy brain <laughs> issue, yeah. which is that, you know, we all know that becoming a mom is the fastest, sharpest learning curve there is. Mm-hmm. And if our brain, think about it, if, if it weren't kind of stopping us and grabbing us by the neck and mm-hmm. saying, you know, stop editing the book and mm-hmm. stop, you know, stop putting your mental energies there, I don't know that we would really be able to do the preparatory work emotionally and internally and cognitively to really be ready to meet the needs of the baby. That's interesting. So it's kind of protecting us from ourselves a little bit. I feel like we're supposed to be super mom all the time. And um, maybe you're right. Maybe this is a way our bodies are saying, would you just cool it? This is, I'm on overload. I'm creating a a kid here. Can you you lay off a little bit? I've been reading a lot lately about the cycles of our body. Like we have our monthly cycles. We're not made to be doing the exact same thing every day with the same level of intensity. Right. And I've been thinking about it in terms of even the seasons. Like you can't get to spring if there isn't a winter. And somehow we think that like, well, we could just be summer all the time and get through it Mm -hmm. without seeing the value of that downtime to, to sort of give us more energy so we can keep going. Right. Good point. Okay, so can pregnancy brain be prevented? When we come back, Jennifer is going to give us five tips to help keep us on track. We'll be right back. All right, welcome back. Today we are learning about pregnancy brain, and psychologist Jennifer Shear has five tips to help us prevent it. You're going to save all of us with these tips, right, Jennifer? <laughs> I'm, I'm really looking forward to implementing these in my daily life. So let's start with the first one. What's the first tip you've got for us? Um, well, the first thing is I wouldn't say these are um, strategies to prevent it. I would okay. say these are strategies to work with it. <laughs> okay, but if we start these in advance, maybe we could prevent some of the things that happen, don't you think? Hmm, this would be maybe. a good example. Experiment, mm, I know. Okay, I'm gonna challenge you on that one. Okay, yes, um, okay. I would say the the first thing that comes to my mind is get things out of your mind onto the paper. You want to make it as concrete as possible. So writing everything down, creating master checklists um, that you can refer to. 
Okay, so I have checklists on a daily basis. I think I do a fairly good job. I need checklists in general in order to get through my day. It keeps me focused. It's not like, you know, everything is assigned to time. You know, I'm not on a set schedule like that. But if I can say sometime before this day ends, if I can get, you know, these four things accomplished or whatever, that's important to me to feel like I've accomplished something Mm -hmm. during the day. So I've implemented this a little bit, but obviously I miss some stuff like the pizza. What, what, do you, what do you think, Wendy? It didn't make it to the checklist. I <laughs> it didn't. And that's right. because I said to myself, I'm going to do it right now. And do you know that a month later when my husband called me and said, can you put the pizza, blah, 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 blah. I went and did it right then because I mm. knew, because I learned. Yes. But anyways, go ahead, Wendy. I use the one on Gmail. Gmail has a little tasks button that I use. It goes okay. along with my calendar. Okay. And so I have something similar with Apple Mail. Apple Mail does something similar yeah, to that, just kind of helps me keep priorities. Right. To be honest, I'm not sure that it was helpful at all during <laughs> during my pregnancy brain period, though. <laughs> I don't, yeah, that was tough. Yeah. Do you do you actually keep lists, Jennifer? Do I do, do but but going on to like another strategy is I keep lists, and what I then learned was um, keeping the list wasn't necessarily <laughs> the gold. <laughs> it was that I'm um, you had to, I had to keep my list in the same spot every single time. <laughs> so it's like, where's the list? Yes, <laughs> because I would then have ten lists that I was repeating. So so now I have specific places where I keep my master lists and I have specific times in the day when I refer back to them. So the idea is that we create checklists and then um, also that we um, respect our organizational systems. So whether it's a checklist or whether it's important objects like keys, um, phone, wallet, that we're always, we create a home for it. Yeah. You know, and ev- it always goes back to its home. And like you said, Sunny, it, it goes there immediately. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. There's, there can't be any delay or it won't get there. Yeah. It's all about staying organized. Are you guys, like, generally speaking, organized people? Wendy, what do you think? Different domains of my life. My files on my computer system, totally organized. My closet, totally not. <laughs> I don't, I'm, I'm a Virgo. I don't know. People say I'm supposed to be organized, but I'm like, it totally depends on what the realm is. Okay, so what are we on? Number three. Breaking down big objects into small steps with realistic time frames. Realistic would be the key, the operative word there. Because sometimes I think I'm just not realistic. But I also believe in the concept of shooting higher so that you don't end up mediocre. You're still above what you thought you could do. Now, Sunny, you can achieve that. (laughs) But there's a lot of people where that's a setup. It's for a failure. setup for failure, for feeling bad about yourself. Well, I'm not saying that that doesn't still happen to me. <laughs> but I still think it helps me. I mean, it's like, okay, does it hurt more than it helps kind of right. thing. I think it does a little bit of both. But mm-hmm. I, it still puts me, I think, in a better place than, than where I would have been. But I think that's also part of the transition that you were talking about from girl to mother Mm -hmm. that I literally had to relearn how much time it takes me to get out of the house. I'm someone who's always been like on time. And so I would know, okay, if I get up at this time, I can leave at this time. And obviously with a new baby, I couldn't do that. And I kept (laughs) miscalculating it. But I think that the whole pregnancy, the pregnancy brain part is like, hello, there's going to be some changes coming up here. And the things that used to work for you aren't going to keep working for you. So get ready to make some changes. Okay, what's next, Jennifer? To focus on the essentials, trying to get as much sleep as you can, trying to get as much exercise as possible, and again, healthy eating. Sleep 
you know, clearly impacts memory and and cognitive abilities. So so that's no mystery. You know, we've we've you know, if you've had a few days, you've got to find a way to be able to ask for help, to be able to get your hours. You just you need to log hours of sleep. Um, must that's the necessity. Um, the exercise in terms of getting the endorphins, and that's you know part of using our mm-hmm. body to get all the good stuff going yeah. um, and motivates us and totally impacts mood right um, and memory as well. It's all connected. Right. And then the healthy eating. You know, you want to be balanced. You want to. Make sure that, you know, you are putting in your body uh, the the best nutrients you can to keep everything balanced. That reminds me, when I was looking into how choline was helping with my pregnancy brain symptoms, eggs have a lot of choline in them, I guess. So I made an effort also to eat more eggs at that point. Oh. You know, and blueberries with antioxidants and just... You know, just paying attention to to what can help. I will notice if I've had one of those days where I can't remember anything and I'm really agitated and whatever. If I go through this little checklist of sleep, exercise, and food, most of the times I'm like over three. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's like, yep. oh. Well, I didn't sleep well, and I haven't exercised today, and the only thing I had was coffee this morning. Oh, geez, and I expect my body to run efficiently. Mm -hmm. Okay, so let's focus on our last tip here. What is it, Jennifer? Uh, Stay aware of your own judgments about this mommy brain or forgetfulness um, because, you know, again, the research shows that after a woman gives birth – um, that, you know, uh, memory does increase, actually. You actually have en- enhanced capabilities in memory. But a lot of times um, women, because we are, you know, appraising ourselves so, you know, <laughs> you know so specifically, um, we we tend to think that we are doing you know, a much lousier job than we really are. Okay, so let's wrap this up here and let's go over our five tips again because I know we've done a lot of chit-chat about these individual topics. Okay, so the first tip was make master checklists and write everything down. So check, we can check that off our list. Okay, create organizational systems and stick to them. The third tip, break down big projects into small steps with realistic timeframes. Fourth tip, focus on getting as much sleep, exercise, and healthy food as possible. And the fifth tip is stay away from our own judgments about forgetfulness. So so can we accomplish this? Can we can we make this a priority, ladies, and, uh, <laughs> and see if this works? Yes. Yes, yes, we can. <laughs> all right. Well, thanks, Jennifer, for joining us today and for providing this awesome list for us and for all of our listeners. For more information about our expert, Jennifer, and our panelists, you can visit our episode page on our website. This conversation continues for members of our Preggy Pals Club. After the show, we'll read some comments from our Facebook friends about their most memorable cases of pregnancy brain. To learn more about our club, visit our website at preggypals.com. Before we wrap up today's show, here's Jennifer Durbin with some pregnancy tips for the clueless chick, otherwise known as a mom with pregnancy brain. Hi, I'm Jennifer Durbin, the author of Pregnancy Tips for the Clueless Chick and the mother of two wonderful little boys. I'd love to share with you my tips for pampering yourself during your pregnancy. While you're busy preparing for the arrival of your little one and all the craziness that will come with parenthood, don't forget to take care of yourself and your partner. Having a baby is one of the most wonderful and difficult things in the world, and every mother will tell you that a baby instantly becomes your number one priority. But for the sake of the baby and your sanity, don't forget to take care of yourself. 
Whether you plan to get a prenatal massage, spend a day at the spa with a girlfriend, or even take a day off of work to do a whole lot of nothing, it's important to schedule some time for yourself before things get crazy. You may want to plan a fun pre-baby girls' night out, or a date night where you're not allowed to talk about the baby. Both are fun ways to celebrate you. It's also fun to step outside of your box if you're in a funk and wear something super trendy that you might not normally wear. If you've been cleared to exercise during your pregnancy, find a local prenatal yoga or aqua aerobics class. This is not only a great way to exercise, but also the perfect way to meet other pregnant women. And finally, my favorite pamper yourself tip, make a list of all the pregnancy don'ts that you've been dying to do, like eating sushi or having a glass of wine. Then you can look forward to checking everything off of your list after the baby's born. While you're planning for some much-needed pampering, don't forget that your partner is on this wild ride with you. While you're the one with all of the aches and pains who cannot tie her own shoes, your partner has been there to listen to all of your woes and be a shoulder for you to cry on when your hormones are raging. Remember that time you spilled grape juice on your brand new top and cried for two hours straight? So look for a special way that you can surprise him with his favorite dinner or a night out with the boys. For more great tips, visit CluelessChick.com. That wraps up our show for today. We appreciate you listening to Preggy Pals. Don't forget to check out our sister show, Parent Savers, for parents with newborns, infants, and toddlers, and our show, The Boob Group, for moms who breastfeed their babies. This is Preggy Pals, your pregnancy, your way. This has been a new mommy media production. The information and material contained in this episode are presented for educational purposes only. Statements and opinions expressed in this episode are not necessarily those of New Mommy Media and should not be considered facts. While such information and materials are believed to be accurate, it is not intended to replace or substitute for professional medical advice or care and should not be used for diagnosing or treating health care problem or disease or prescribing any medication. If you have questions or concerns regarding your physical or mental health or the health of your baby, Please seek assistance from a qualified health care provider. Hey, mamas. Don't forget to check out Mighty Moms. It's our online community built for new moms just like you. Not only can you connect with other moms, but you can also join us backstage for special mom-only online events. And you'll also be notified when we're recording so you can join us as a special guest. Visit our website, newmommymedia.com, and click on the Mighty Moms banner. It's free. That's newmommymedia.com. See you there.